Hey there, friends. Today's episode does not currently have a name. It's kind of a things you didn't know you wanted to know, but now that you know them, you're glad that you do. It's not very snappy as a title. So by the time you click on this, it will surely be called something. I just don't know what it is yet. The aim of these extra episodes is to give me a reason to expand on my own film knowledge and then pass on the really interesting stuff via an easily digestible podcast to you. So hi, this is Mark James. Let's talk about film. There it is. That'll be the title. Talk about film. We'll call it that. So welcome to Talk About Film. Uh, Today we are here to talk about acclaimed Hollywood director, Alan Smithy. He's directed over 75 movies, TV shows, and music videos, as well as being involved with the production of comic books, video games, and other media. The most amazing thing about Alan Smithy is that he does not exist. Often referred to as the world's lousiest film director, or sometimes the scapegoat, The non-existent Smithy was born fully formed in 1968, thanks to the movie Death of a Gunfighter, actually released in 1969. So, how is this possible? Well, in order to stop this getting confusing, I will drop the mystery and give you the facts. Alan Smithy is the name used by the Directors Guild of America in place of that of the real director of a movie, in cases when the actual director was able to demonstrate that they'd lost creative control of a movie and didn't feel like it belonged to them anymore. It's the name that the director submits instead of their own if they want to effectively disown the movie. Or at least it was until the whole process became so ridiculous that the Directors Guild of America scrapped it. More on that later. So, back to 1968. During Death of a Gunfighter, actor Richard Widmark wasn't keen on director Robert Totten, and he had him replaced by Don Siegel. Now, both of the directors spent around half of the 25 days total filming each. When the film was finished, Siegel didn't want to be credited, and neither did Totten. Neither director wanted anything to do with the movie with regards to crediting. So... The Directors Guild of America convened a panel, and they agreed that the film didn't accurately represent the vision of either of the directors. They decided that they needed a new name that sounded distinctive, wasn't already in use, and also seemed plain enough that it wouldn't draw too much attention. After Smith and Smythe were both toyed with, eventually, Smithy was settled on. Thus, Alan Smithy was born. Now, despite this kerfuffle, one of my favorite words, Death of a Gunfighter actually got great reviews, most notably from the well-regarded Roger Ebert, who said, Director Alan Smithy, a name I'm not familiar with, allows his story to unfold naturally. The established press was completely fooled and a new precedent was then created. The Smithy name was used in several films, including the Twilight Zone, the movie, Hellraiser Bloodline, and Woman Wanted, which was actually directed by now extremely famous Kiefer Sutherland. These were all theatrical releases, of course, but then directors started to use the moniker to discern movies that they were happy with in the cinema, but were unhappy with when they got recut and edited for the television. These included David Lynch's Dune, Michael Mann's Heat, and Martin Brest's Meet Joe Black. He'd been happy with all versions of the film, except for the version recut for aeroplanes in flight entertainment. So if you saw Meet Joe Black in the cinema, the director was listed as Martin Brest. Then six months later, you'd see it on a plane, and the director is now Alan Smithy. Michael Mann is actually one of the few directors to have used this twice. He did it on Heat when NBC cut 40 minutes of the footage in order to make way for the commercials in a three-hour time slot. He then did it again on The Insider with a similar cast and for similar reasons. 
After a few years of this, people started to catch on. Some of the directors had broken the number one rule. That being that if you use the Alan Smithy credit, you're not allowed to talk about it in interviews ever. The first rule of Directors Club is don't talk about Alan Smithy. Eventually, there was a movie made about it called Burn Hollywood Burn, an Alan Smithy film. The star of the movie, played by Eric Idle, was a director called Alan Smithy who wished to disown the movie that he was making in the film, but he was unable because in doing so, he'd end up back with his own name again. The film was a huge flop and only managed to claw back 50000 from the $10 million budget that they spent making it. Perhaps the most ironic slash ridiculous thing about this is that the actual film's director, Arthur Hiller, decided to disown the movie anyway, thus making Burn Hollywood Burn an Alan Smithy film. A film also directed by Alan Smithy. Ridiculous, right? Um, by the way, that director, Arthur Hiller, um, he hasn't directed anything that you'd especially heard of, although he did direct some episodes of the Adams Family TV show. So uh, back in the day, like the 60s. So the DGA have now dropped the force name, and while still allowing, uh, allowing directors to remove their name, they now choose alternate names on a more case-by-case -case basis. Alternates have since included Jan Jansen, Thomas Lee, Stephen Green, and Declan Dale. So, next time you see a really terrible movie with a director you've never heard of, look them up. If it's their first film, there's a chance it is just another pseudonym of the world's worst film director, the scapegoat. Alan Smithy. So that was a quick five-minute episode of Let's Talk About Film. I hope that you feel like you learned something. I'm going to do one of these every few weeks, so uh, do look out for them, and uh, it will give me a reason to research film and then pop on here and tell you all about it. Thanks, friends. See you next week.